Ben Jawalski, welcome back. Uh, I'm back. That's my rap horn. How was it? That was that was a horrible rap horn. <laughs> Thank you. Well, aren't they all horrible? Let's be better than CJ could have pulled off, though. <laughs> oh yeah, was he was he a great guest or was he just was he just a piece of dead weight? No, he was really good. He was really good. He was very thoughtful in his approach. I'm going to give CJ big props. He uh, he came in and he was like prepared with topics and questions. It was absolutely the opposite of you and I. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> it was really amazing. He did everything that we don't do. I'm like, damn, you should be the permanent host. And maybe Ben and I should just guest occasionally. I mean, he's having a baby soon. So I think he'll have a lot of time on his hands. Yeah, it was nothing but free time. I hear his boss is going to give him a ton of paternity leave. He doesn't like calling you boss. I I referred you as his boss several times, and he got all pissy with me about I it. I bet he did because CJ's the boss. He's he's the real boss. He does on not, paper. I might be the boss, but CJ's the boss. Let's he does be not enjoy. He does not enjoy you being called the boss. He just like he doesn't think of you that way. I'm, I'm like, all right, well, Ben thinks of himself that way when he writes the checks. <laughs> so, <I'll do> <laughs> yeah, when I'm paying people, it certainly feels that way. But uh, but nah, CJ. CJ's, you know, probably my best friend and he's just, he's very thoughtful, very smart. So hopefully everyone got a lot out of him being here and hopefully they don't miss him too much uh, now that I'm back. Well, but well, we can I'm, always bring him back. I know. I, I briefly thought maybe we'd ease everybody back into you by having him back on tonight, but I figure between, you know, he's down in Florida. So I had to believe he's just getting, you know, the residuals of everything that's going on there and Got a baby on the way. It's like I'm not. He going. went. He went golfing on Friday. Uh, I had a meeting with him today, so he's like, wow. "Yeah, I didn't hit Pensacola at all." So, oh, so he's fine. Okay, that's such a weird thing, isn't it? Like uh, hurricanes just ravages part of the state, and their other parts are like totally cool. Yeah, it's interesting the specificity of of these massive events. No, it makes me uh, grateful to live in Ohio where all we get is lake effect snow. Like it's kind of the same phenomenon, like in theory, where we get just pounded by a storm and like people down in Columbus won't get anything. They're only two hours south of us. Hmm. But, but the difference is, is like snow just melts and goes away. And like, you know, you have moments where it's scary and bad, but you can just go get some food and you know, hang right, out. Just like, just like kind of don't drive for a while. Yeah, and, just don't drive for a couple of days. You're all right, typically. Yeah. I mean, I know there are exceptions, but I've been I've been through the worst storms ever in Cleveland's history. I've been through a couple of them, and there ain't nothing like those hurricanes. So God bless those guys for having to deal with that. It's a horrible yeah. circumstance, to say the least. Welcome back. How was your trip? Well, I'm gonna use the phrase character building. My trip <laughs> was my my. My month-long hunting adventure was very character-building. You're looking rugged. You look very rugged, like really man-like. Thank you. Yeah, I decided I decided to give all of our viewers, not just listeners, the viewers, a taste of uh, this is me, a month of no haircut. I got pro baby. Look at the grays I got in there. Like I probably added a solid three thousand gray hairs to my head. You have curly hair. You have curly hair. I do. Wow, look at you. Got curly hair, got grays in my beard. My beard's all ragged, run down my neck. So this is me not shaving or uh, cutting my hair for one, a little over a month now. Um, also, didn't shower, but I think once or twice. But I have showered since returning to Denver on Saturday, so that's good. Right, so why was it character building? Well, 
a typical day in the life of backcountry bow hunting um, is waking up at around 4 a.m., sometimes 3 a.m., sometimes a little bit later. I think the latest we woke up was maybe like 4.45, but usually around 4 a.m., um, and that's having gone to bed the night before, usually at around 11 p.m., because the basically the just as first light is coming and just as last light is going, that are those are kind of like the peak activity times for elk because they're pretty nocturnal. Um, so basically wake up really early, go to your spot or you're already in your spot. You are either camping or, you know, there were some times that we stayed, we like, we camped at a place that we could like drive to one of our spots. Cause we had a couple spots that weren't necessarily that far deep in the wilderness. Um, but either way, wake up really early, you go to your morning spot and try to get into some elk. And essentially your day takes you on these really big adventures where it winds up being anywhere between I'd say eight and 15 miles um, of hiking with the backpack and your bow. And all the while you're trying to be really quiet and trying to be really stealthy and get into elk. Um, And then ultimately like you end your day really late, you know, wherever, wherever the elk are, hopefully last light ends. And then you hike back to where you're staying in the dark. Um, so overall, it was like we, we'd go to bed at like 11 p.m. and wake up around, like I said, 4 a.m. on average. Could combine that with uh, 8 to 15 miles of hiking per day. I wound up doing um, I think a little over 300 miles since the end of August. And uh, yeah, it, it was that's why I was character building. Lots and lots and lots wow. of hard hiking. And like imagine you know, it's one thing to be like, I'm going to climb that mountain because I want to do it. And it is my goal to climb the mountain. It's another thing to be like, I'm going to climb that mountain for the small fractional chance that that's going to help me get in front of this herd of elk. And then like you do it and you're completely way off and you weren't even close. And then you're just like, well, I just hiked this mountain for no reason. (laughs) Right. So like, just imagine that like every day. Um, so failure, failure, failure. And then the big one for me, um, uh, my, my hunting partner, who's also, used to be a big CrossFitter. Um, so he, he ended up missing uh, a few times. He missed three, three shots, uh, which obviously is tough. And, and he was really banged up about that. And I was obviously pissed about it, but I knew he was beating himself up just as much, if not more than I beat him up. Um, and then uh, about two thirds of the way through the season, it's like, Hey man, like I have my chances now it's your turn. So I turned to be like the shooter. And he was the guy who was like trying to call the elk in. And, uh, we got one in on the final morning, uh, basically the last 36 hours, I had several chances to, uh, to like have a successful season on a really big bull elk. And, uh, I released one arrow and I hit a tree (laughs) and I like, I basically like, I had this really, really tough shot, but it was doable. Like it was a shot that, you know, in training I would hit you know, probably eight out of 10 times, um, at least. And I missed it. And dude, it was the last morning, like literally the last morning already 290 miles into the season and completely exhausted last freaking morning of the season. And I completely blew my chance and I'm still, man, I am still like struggling with the the comeback of that. Cause it's like, you work all year for this goal. You 
like literally is the hardest thing I've ever done. Like did like CrossFit games training was like so much easier <laughs> than like what I was doing every single day. And then only to have the very end of the season, my one opportunity, my one window, like show up and it's like, wow, I couldn't write this any better. And then thunk, I hit the tree. Basically, if I was like, essentially if I was like six inches to the left, um, I'd probably be singing a different tune, but I wasn't. I was six inches to the right. And thus I whacked a tree right in the middle and it was very, very frustrating. So yeah, it was tough, very character building, but um, man, it was uh, quite a learning experience. And I saw, yeah, I spent a lot of time in nature, a lot of time in nature, which is, which is therapeutic in its own right, but also very tough. How, how many total days were you out in the wilderness? 30. How do you, I mean, that's a lot of isolation. Uh, 30, right? 35, because I did some scouting days. I mean, you're out there. I know you've got the, your partner with you, but still a lot of isolation. Oh yeah. There was a lot. There were several days where I was alone, where he went home and it was just me out there. Um, <laughs> of course, like, I'm like, uh, I like, I started a, like a new book and it just happened to be like a serial killer book. Right. Um, you know, cause like there was a couple, there's a couple times where we were sitting basically like you sit at a water source or something like that for a really long extended period of time. And one of the best things you can do is just like read something on your phone. Cause it keeps you quiet and it keeps you occupied and stuff like that. Sure. And of course, like I'm, uh, I'm reading like some serial killer book and then like hiking home in the pitch black darkness. Right. And you can like hear like, you know, you can, there's like bears and mountain lions. Like we saw all those things. We had a bear stalk us that thought that we were a baby elk. So it, it did come in wanting to eat us, but then it saw that we were human and was like, eh, I'm not going to eat these guys. Right. Um, but like, it's just so funny how like being completely alone in the wilderness, I'm not afraid of the dark, but walking home doing like a four mile hike in complete and total blackness, just having read like this serial killer book. I'm just like, man, I wonder if there's a serial killer out here that hunts hunters, a hunter that hunts hunters, you know, like you're spinning up all these things. So it's definitely, it's definitely weird to be alone uh, in the wilderness. Well, people always say they're not scared of the dark until they get out in the woods, like in real dark, like when you're not around a city and it's real dark and yeah. particularly if you're in the woods like oh yeah because you hear you hear some stuff and you're like that's a grizzly bear i'm gonna die. yeah yeah i'm gonna die tonight <laughs> you know that is not fun how do you how did you uh i know this isn't like really crossfit adjacent but how, like how do you deal with that isolation over time does it get depressing does it get uh like what's it do to your mental state mental toughness man i'd say it I think it, well, it can do two things. It can show you how mentally weak you are, or it can show you how mentally strong you are. And it's like, it's one thing to do, to like send it down a ravine and like run up the side of a mountain, which actually we did like on the final or on the second to last day. And it actually got us into a bunch of elk. Like it was this epic, like we just took this huge gamble and used our fitness and like actually cut off the elk and like had this amazing shot opportunity. But uh, when you're alone, the the coolness of that is like you like no one will know when you shave a rep. You know what I mean? Like no one will know that you decided not to take the chance. You, no one will know that you're like, you know what? I'm only going like, to hike up halfway up the mountain. No one knows those things. Only you know. And only you know that you put in 100% effort. It's just like like I imagine those who train in a garage, right, alone, like they're the only ones that know that their reps are valid. They're the only ones that know, like, if they gave a hundred percent. And uh, right. for me, 
it was awesome to like, just freaking just challenge myself and like, Hey, like, yeah, it's a big mountain or yeah, that like that hike looks horrible, but guess what? You're going to do it because that's because, uh, my motto that I kind of, you know, was carrying with me was, was no stone unturned. It's like, if there's a chance this is going to help increase my odds to find elk and, you know, and shoot one, then I need to do it. And anytime I had that thought go through my head, it was like, no stone unturned. And I would just, I would do it. Um, so it was, I would say it's really mentally strengthening. Um, although like it sucks to do all these mentally strengthening things and then to end in this perceived failure, you know, like, uh, but that's what happens when you have an outcome goal. We've talked about this, like outcome goals are dangerous because outcome goals are like, you don't necessarily control whether or not they happen. Um, process goals are the things that you should really be proud of. So if I look back on the season and I say, Hey, did I, did I, um, you know, stay in the field? Did I hunt really hard? Did I, uh, you know, hike the hard hikes that needed to be hiked? Did I take the chances that I think would put me in front of more elk? I would say for the most part, yes. Almost overwhelmingly, obviously the outcome was zero elk. Um, but, but if I focus on the process goal and I'm, and I'm proud of myself or the effort that I put forth, I know that eventually the, the outcome will, will come. Um, yeah. and you actually see Rich Stoning posted about that too. Like, I don't know if anyone saw Rich post about it. He, he, uh, yeah, the he one where he called, called us all cowards. Yeah. We all saw that. that was yeah. I, don't, I didn't actually read the caption too <laughs> hard, but I, think, I guess he was calling like people who hate hunting that don't, that also eat meat. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, regardless, like he worked really hard and I know some people who who were hunting with him, but like it took him five years and, you know, countless amounts of days and stuff like that. Um, But I know that if I eventually, if I keep putting in this amount of effort and I keep training and I practice more shooting uh, because I shouldn't have missed that shot, then I know that the outcome will take place. So, Well, you know, we talked about this, uh, CJ and I were talking about uh, positive, you know, kind of mindset, uh, self-talk last week and I was telling him about an experience I had in the gym where it's really tough workout. And I started telling myself in the last couple of rounds, be proud of your effort. That was all I wanted to get out of it. Just be proud of your effort. And that's all fine and good in a, what was essentially, you know, a 20 minute workout. But what we're talking about for you here is you're talking about, all right, I've got whatever your goal is for that moment, get up the mountain, get down the mountain, get it in a position for a shot, whatever. And you're kind of setting those short-term goals but I guess the, the real question for me is what happens on day 15 when you've done 15 short-term goals and you still don't have an elk? Like what's that do? Does that change your mindset at all? Or you just keep kind of replugging caffeine. Yeah. That was, <laughs> like you like caffeine literally takes, um, does it, does uh, it wife, help positive mindset? It does. Like it, it helps, it helps add meaning to meaningless things or whatever. Like, there's like, I forget, uh, I watched some scientists talk about it, but essentially like it can help motivate you to do things that you definitely don't want to do. Um, and it was, it's so interesting, like sleep deprived. We've already taken, like you said, like 30 swings or, you know, a hundred swings. We've taken, we've done like a hundred things that we thought would work and all of them have ended in complete failure. It's very, very difficult to trust the process and say, you know what, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it again. And it's crazy because like, if there's one thing that I learned about like myself and about, I don't know, just the nature of, of things is like the only way you can guarantee failure is by giving up. 
And I assure you, like if you had pulled Gary and I, Gary's my hunting partner on the 28th of September, and you're like, Hey guys, you got two more days left. How do you feel about your chances? We would just be like, we'd be like, bro, like, this is terrible. Like, you know, we're, we're struggling really bad and it's hard for us just to get out of bed in the morning. Um, but then you ask us 36 hours later and we're like, that was the most incredible 36 hours of my entire life. The elk were screaming. We saw so many giant bull, like things can change at the drop of a hat. And the only way we were able to experience that is because we kept showing up. Um, so it really ingrained in me this idea of like never giving up. The only way that you lose guaranteed is if you give up. But if you don't give up and you keep showing up and you keep like doing the work that you know that needs to be done to achieve the goal, you're going to put yourself in a position to achieve it. And even though we didn't get an elk down, we certainly uh, saw the results of our hard work uh, by, by being so close to so many. And was there a change of strategy? I mean, we don't have to go into the strategy too much, but um, you know, I'm just trying to think of, you know, like someone in fitness, yeah. if, I were, if I were going into my gym for 30 days and working on pull-ups mm. And at the end of 30 days, I was real close, but still hadn't got a pull up. <laughs> but every single day I did the same thing. I'd be pretty pissed off. Like, are yes. you guys changing your strategy each day? Yes. A lot of variation or what are you doing? Oh yeah. Yeah. Lots of variation. Um, you know, we would, you know, the first, the first uh, 10 days or so we're on one particular spot and we kind of had all our eggs in that basket. We got really close. We had a, like, we had more uh, encounters under 100 yards with elk in the first six days than we did all of last season combined. So like, we're like, oh man, like we're, we're on it, we're doing it right. And then all of a sudden that dried up and we like went two days without seeing any elk. And it was like, it's really, really difficult to leave a spot when like, oh, I know they're here. Like, you know, it's kind of like, it's, it's very difficult to change things in your programming if it's like worked for you in the past or you had success with it, or you, you used to have fun doing it. Uh, but what we did was we, we changed things up mid season, got back on them really good. And then that kind of dried up and then we made another change and then got back on them. And then that's, you know, the end of the season was, was incredible. The amount of like animals we were able to get around. So um, yes, it's like, we were always con applying consistent effort, but it wasn't like we went out there and did the same thing every single day and failed and failed and failed. We tried things until we were like, you know what? I don't think this is working. Now we've given it enough attempts. We've given it enough tries. Now let's modify our game plan to see if that changes our results. And, and it did. And it really did. Um, so we did that a few times. Did you learn enough in, well, I'm going to call it 30 days of loss. You know, I can't <laughs> have a better title. 30 days of pure failure. Yeah, 30 days of failure. I mean, I, whatever you want to call it, 30 days of not achieving your goal. Did you learn enough in the 30 days to say, all right, now I know what I need to go home and work on? So when oh I go back, gosh. I'll have a better shot at success? Yes. Um, like the privilege of being able to do it for 30 whole days is like, like the amount of stuff that uh, Gary and I learned in a 30-day window of like basically being out there all day, every day for 30 days, uh, including overnight, was – like that for most people, that's like, that's like four seasons. You know, most people can only get out there for a week and you only learn a week's worth of things. Well, we learn an entire month, a month worth of things, 30 days worth of things. And that is 
like we we already have a full debrief notes that we've taken about like all right what do we need to improve for next year number one is like i need to take more awkward shots like my shot was like kneeling on the side of a cliff where i had to thread the needle between two trees and i also had to like lean back to get my bow on the right axis like i had all these various things it's like i don't we really don't practice those normally i just like i stand up i you know i range I dial it in and then I am, and it's like, it's not real world scenarios. So we have, we, we learn so much about what we need to practice and do better. Um, so while it's not a success, again, from an outcome perspective, the process uh, that we went through and the amount of learning that we did is wildly successful. So if we measure it based on, Hey, did you learn a lot this year? Oh my gosh. Yes. Cause if we had gone out and we had, you know, been successful on day two or three, we would have learned like we'd be way worse elk hunters than we are right now from 30 days of, you know, quote unquote failure. How much weight did you lose? You look thin. Uh, I probably lost 15 pounds. Did you really? Dude, you didn't have 15 to lose. How's that possible? I'm shredded, man. Are you? Are you all like all abs and bang? Like, here, here. I'm pretty, I'm oh, pretty no. sure. I'm just like, yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> wow. Everybody's going to go watch the video now for those that are picking this up on audio. Yeah. Uh, I just, I, I was just completely nude for everyone on audio. Like you missed it. <laughs> yeah. You got some serious see anything, abs don't going worry. on, dude. Say what? you got some serious abs going on. Are we going to, are we going to see like every real possible known demand for Instagram for the next few weeks while you're putting weight back on just so you can take your shirt off and just flex for everyone? No, nah, dude. I, I like, I feel like a rail, man. Like I feel so skinny and probably pretty weak. I mean, granted I was, hiking a ruck the whole time, you know, like I was carrying weight the whole time. So I'm sure my legs are, are pretty, pretty, they have great endurance. Let's just put it that way. How but, many uh, calories a day are you eating on a trip like that? 3000. That doesn't seem like enough. No wonder you lost weight. Yeah. Three, th- three, but it's mainly just like the ability to carry enough food. And honestly, like I'm even, I'm stuffing my face with this like super high calorie stuff. And there's a certain point where you just don't want to eat. Like it was interesting. Like I never don't want to eat. And there was, you know, at a day like 15 or 20, it's like, I don't want to eat this anymore. So I should have probably varied up my, uh, my bars and my, my food a little bit more, but, uh, yeah, it's, there was a couple, like I got, I think I got back to my truck and went to a convenience store and ate an entire bag of, uh, chocolate covered popcorn or something like, like whole bag, like 3000 calories, just smashed it. Well, it's hard. I think it's hard to consistently take down large calories in what is essentially processed food. I mean, those protein bars oh, yeah, sure. or like, I, I mean, I find that in my day-to-day diet, you know, like there's only so many days I can eat protein bars where I'm like gagging, like, oh, I just, like, I just want real food. You yeah. Know? See, like, I think my favorite snack out there was dried mangoes with dried strawberries. Like I would, that would be the one that is like, I was always looking forward to it because it was so delicious. Did you have real food at the camp or were you guys always just eating uh, back then? We had uh, the stuff that we use, not sponsored. They should sponsor me, though. It was Peak. Uh, that Peak makes, like, freeze-dried meals, and they're actually pretty – I mean, especially after a long day of hiking, like, all you do is you add a, one cup of boiling water to the bag, let it stir it up, wait 10 minutes, and then you have, you know, chicken Alfredo or beef stroganoff. Or It was actually pretty good. Like, Gary and I were actually talking. We're like, you know what? I feel like we could just, like, do a Peak diet. Or, like, all you do is, like, breakfast, you have Peak granola – Lunch, you have a peak meal, and then dinner, you have a peak meal. You'd have all your macros dialed in. You'd know exactly how many calories, and it's so easy to cook. Well, reach out to them next year. We'll get them to sponsor for uh, <laughs> one of your one of your hunting events. Yeah. You so, know, CJ, CJ yeah. and I were talking uh, while you were gone. Like the one thing this show was missing 
the entire time you were gone was we weren't able to talk about any courses because oh, you know everything, but you don't have a course for this, which makes it really hard to do this whole show. So just for you, Ben, I made one. How to spend four weeks killing nothing but time by wide prep. Oh I, my God. I think this is a great course. Everyone watching YouTube, you got to go see. I got this up on the screen. Go to wadprep.com. Um, buy the new course, How to Spend Four Weeks Killing Nothing But Time by Ben Dewalski. <laughs> great. That is incredible. Thank I'd you also, so much for that. I'd also like extra credit for kind of getting the font really close to the wide prep font. You're <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. It's at wadprep.com slash failure. Yeah, I'll, I'll send it to you. You can post it. It'll be great. That's amazing. You know, I uh, I, I wasn't going to taunt you because Tom, Dr. Tom, who was on our show, yeah, got a huge elk. And I mean huge. Like, <sighs> he showed me photos of it. I'm like, dude, you can't. I, like, I purposefully can't have not been on Instagram because it makes me so depressed. Oh, uh, his was so big. I mean, like, I didn't even have my glasses on when he showed me the photo. We were at the gym and he showed it to me. Yeah. And I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Well, now I need to go find it. I'm gonna, I'll, yeah, text I'll, him. I'll get I'll get it and uh, and send it to you. He was pretty. I mean, he was. You know, he had a different hunting experience than you did. They were on horseback and doing some other things. But yeah, I'm very jealous of that experience. Um, so what, I also what, I also do know that his experience was significantly more expensive than my experience. Well, <laughs> but I bet it was awesome. It sounds a lot like Tom. What what is your plan now that you're back? So you know this this kind of get back into the fitness piece of it. So you've had time out of the gym, and granted, you've been doing fitness, but you've been out for a month. Mm-hmm. What's your plan to go back in? You going to ease back in? You're just going to jump in and do Fran tomorrow morning? Like uh-huh. what, what are you doing? For, first things first. Um, I mean, especially if anyone uh, obviously got to loop some courses into this. Duh. Well, if you heard Justine and I talk about you know recovery RX. Um, Number one, most important aspect of recovery is sleep. Okay. So that's what I've been doing. Last two days, sleep. I went to bed yesterday at 8 p.m. Have you been snorting third Z? Like <laughs> I haven't been snorting it. No. I haven't really, like, to be honest, I haven't really needed um, the powder. What I did do, because I have been waking up at, again, like 3 30, 4 in the morning um, and going to bed really late, is they actually have a, um, uh, a bedtime reset thing that actually does have melatonin in it to try to like reset. Yeah. Basically it's like for jet lag. Um, and that's kind of what I have the equivalent of. So I, uh, I've taken that last two nights. I might well, take it. Who has this? Thursday does. Oh, uh, she's holding out on me. It's called the bedtime reset. Um, but I don't oh, even no. know if they still have it, but yeah, I just keep bags it. of the recovery collagen, which is great. And I love it. Yeah. Oh, I got two bags of stuff. I'm going to message her. She was messaged me today. I'm like, you holding out on me. I need Yeah. If, if you travel, especially like internationally, uh, which obviously I did a ton of back in the day, it really helps. Like basically like it kind of knocks you out. Like melatonin yeah. is, you know, not ideal for long-term use, but like to help reset your, your clock, so to speak. And, to, you know, I, I didn't want to wake up at three in the morning, be like, you know, where are the elk? And then wake up and be like, Oh no, I'm in my bed. And now I'm wide awake. Um, so I've been taking that last couple of nights and I'm just prioritizing sleep. I'm probably going to rest like complete rest. Like I literally sat on the couch all day, Saturday and Sunday and did nothing but eat food um, and watch the Ravens lose. Uh, so it was awesome to come back and like have my one hope be like, maybe my football team will win, even though I lost. And then as a Browns fan, I appreciated it because we lost too. And, and then they lose and then they lose a really big lead. Um, yep. So I'm going to prioritize sleep. And then I think Wednesday, one of my buddies is in town and we're going to actually go hit 
hit the gym and yeah, I'm going to take it easy. Now, when I actually get into the gym, if it's something in my wheelhouse, am I going to take it easy? Probably not. I probably won't. Um, I, but I am going to try to really, you know, be wary of upper body, um, pulling prep. Like basically my, my upper body has not done anything for a month. So I could be really exposed to some, uh, delayed onset muscle soreness, my legs and core and, you know, back, like basically all the stuff that's been supporting this heavy backpack that I've been walking around with for 300 miles. Those muscles are, are plenty worked out. Um, but going really heavy, I'll, I'll probably like dial it back a couple notches. If there's a pull-up workout that I normally would smash, I'm going to force myself to take it easier than normal. Um, so we'll see, we'll see what happens, but I, I hope that like maybe a couple sessions this week and then a couple sessions next week. And then I'll, I'll probably get a new gym membership and, and go make some friends and go to the gym. You know, it could be for someone like you that actually, you know, is very fit, but has been out for a while and could come back in and smash a really hard, long workout. You could actually put yourself at serious physical risk. Like and I, I have, I have done that several times. Um, you're, you're hundred percent right. There was one time in college when I was training pretty, heavily where I went home for, you know, Christmas break and essentially didn't train for an entire month. Um, I just ate a lot of snickerdoodle cookies and then came back on the back end of that and decided to do Angie. Um, and I think we've talked about this on the podcast and I don't know if I had rhabdo, like I really didn't even understand what that was, but I couldn't extend my arms for a five day period. I had had (laughs) T-Rex arms where my arms were literally at a 90 degree angle and I had to get my roommate to grab my hands and extend my arms. And I screamed the whole time just to get them to extend. Cause I was like, you know, my muscles are frozen in this position. Long story short, I, I am now very aware of that. And I, I will go back into the gym with the understanding that like, Ben, you have not done a single upper body, anything except for, I think I drew back my bow four times. <laughs> so I've done, I've done four 70 pound, uh, right arm rows. Other than that, I haven't done anything upper body, so I'm really going to take it easy. Dude, I've I've seen level one coaches in similar you know circumstance. Some of the fittest people I know take time out of the gym for a month, come back to work out with 100 GHDs in it. They're in the hospital. Like it, it's a real yes. thing. You know, even for some of the fittest people, and you know, so do not don't go put yourself in the hospital. Are you no. put, are you trying to put weight back on? Uh, it'll happen. It'll happen naturally. I always, I always kind of end up at, at the like 175 pound mark. Um, so I, you know, I'll get back on creatine. I take, try to take five grams of creatine every day. That'll give me a few pounds of, of water weight in my muscles. Um, I'll probably at some point start eating like a, like an adult. And then once those two things happen, I'll naturally, I always tend to equilibrium around like the 175 pound, 180 pound mark. Between now and then, you'll just take shirtless selfies like crazy. <laughs> no, but see, like I got abs, but like, dude, I'm skinny. Like I like like <laughs> my shoulder, like I'm all small and bony, so I, I'm I'm not necessarily in the take my shirt unless like I guess come like girls are kind of into that these days, right? Like the yeah. skinny the skinny abs guy. Well, for those young guys like you, yeah, this is going to be your uh, your Tinder, Bumble. I don't know what you're on Hinge, like whatever dating apps you decide to be on this would be your photos it's bumble and hinge for those is it bump for those that are looking for uh ben deasy bumble and hinge those yeah i can i can't even handle them like i they're too much 
too much. What's too much about it? There's just, it's too much. <laughs> there's, it's, there's so like, it, it becomes nearly like a full-time job trying to like filter and sort matches. Oh, and, you, like, have, you have too many women liking your photos. I'm sorry, Ben. Oh. Everybody on there has the yeah. same issue. It's not just me. Oh, and, poor Ben. Everyone feel bad for Ben. Ben's got then, too many women that want to date him. I'm so sorry. And then it's like, yeah married like you want to get married instantly it's like no technically my divorce just finalized uh september 21st while i was in the woods i thought for sure for sure that was going to be the day where i shot an elk however it was not nor were any of the other days but it is finalized so that's that was exciting wow I guess that would have been. I don't. I don't know how I would have felt about that if you'd killed something the day you got divorced. It's. Well, see, I mean, it was. It's. It's not like it was a bad thing, and it was. It was more of just like, oh wow, like this is. I don't know. Like I took an extra deep breath that it's like, oh, this is like, you know, I. I it's just me, myself, and I, and my, you know, two dogs that I ha- share custody with. Sure. So it's like, I have all this freedom, and it was cool to be out there. Like, oh, this is me expressing my freedom. Like, right. yeah, my team misses me, maybe, kind of. But other than that, like no one's saying like, Ben, you need to get out of the woods and, you know, do this thing or, you know, spend time with me. It's more of like, no, I I got I now have the freedom to truly do whatever I want when I want, which is good. But it's also a sense of responsibility to be like, all right, I need to make sure that I'm progressing on my life goals and and I'm doing the things that I want to do and staying healthy and and uh, keeping the business afloat. And it was just it was good. It's great. So you're going to prioritize, just so I've got them right, you're going to prioritize sleep, recovery, like getting back at it. You're going to start eating again, real food, get your supplements and nutrition in check, and then you're going to kind of ease back into the gym. Anything else that you're putting on the short list of, all right, Ben's got to reacclimate into the real world and and get his life back together? Yeah, I think uh, one of the... One thing that I know that I need to do is set a new goal, right? Set a new, like I had this, this, this goal that essentially has been my primary focus for months, right? It has come and it has gone. Now I need some sort of new focus that I'm churning around in the back of my mind, you know, like whether it's, whether it's a financial goal, whether it's a fitness goal, the thing I loved about you know, backcountry bow hunting for elk was like, it was fitness and uh, discipline and like learning a new skill. Like it had kind of all these different things wrapped up into one, which I really liked. Uh, And now that it's, you know, now that there's 333 days until elk season, I do know the exact amount. Um, Now that it's, it's that long until the next season, I really need to figure out what I'm going to fill my free time with. Cause I can't just do wad prep stuff all the time. I can't, I certainly don't want to just be on dating apps all the time. That's a no, that's where dreams go to die. Um, I want to, I want to find probably I'll either lean into some other hobby or set some sort of new goal, or, you know, there might be another hunt that I can go on um, that I need to train for, but I need to have something that I, I, that I train for. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for me right now, it's just like, I don't know. There were so many years where those goals were CrossFit goals, you know, like I'd train for the next competition and I put my heart and soul into that. I could train for Wadapalooza, I guess, but uh, um, I'm just going to let that happen naturally. Uh, But I I probably need to find some sort of new goal to work on. You're scared I'm going to beat you. Just say you're scared. I'm so scared, dude. It's fine. You are going to beat me. No, there's no chance of that. No chance of that. 
I'm uh, my goal right now. Sober October. That's my goal. Okay, nice. This is, this is water, hop water. What it's called. Nice. It's good too, by the way. Not sponsored. They should sponsor us. Hop water. Does is it just water that tastes like beer? It's uh no, it doesn't taste like beer. It tastes like water. And then what's the hop part? It's got hops in it and uh, nootropics, and it's pretty good. Zero calories. It's good. I like and it. It just tastes like normal water. It's just. I don't know. I'm just a basic white girl. I don't know what to tell you. It's good. <laughs> tastes like flavored water. It tastes better. So it tastes the, like this Brita filtered water that I have. Mm. It tastes better than that LaCroix crap that I drink. It tastes like static cling. Like it's just not good, you know? It tastes like a, it tastes like a Skittle farted next to the glass of water. Yeah, exactly. There's it's, actually an entire Twitter account, I'm pretty sure, that does nothing but meme LaCroix. Yeah, it's so much it's so much better than that. But uh, yeah, I'm doing sober October, but it's not really about not drinking. Although that's uh, part of it. I'm kind of I'm doing similar to what you're doing, which is setting some goals for the month of October. You know, like so I didn't want it to just be all right. I'm just going to give up alcohol. Like that seems easy to me. Does that make sense? Like uh-huh. you say, I'm not going to drink for 30 days. It's like all right. Well, I'm just not going to drink. It's easy. Don't keep it in the house. Right. Boom. <laughs> Right. Done. It's not like I go out on the weekend, so that wouldn't be a problem for me. So my thought was, is like, if I'm going to do it, I need to set some, some goals that will help me change behaviors or, um, you know, help me create better things in my life. Does that make sense? So like Mm -hmm. uh, some examples are my normal routine is I wake up in the morning whenever I want, typically, And I get up, I make a pot of coffee, I immediately start drinking coffee and immediately start making memes. I've done that for like three years. Mm -hmm. Now I'm getting up in the morning, I'm getting some sunlight or some light. I'm not going downstairs. I'm jumping in the shower, taking hot shower, shaving. I get dressed. I come downstairs, I get some movement, start the pot of coffee. I don't even get into coffee for at least 35, 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? How long have you been doing this? Oh, I'm I'm killing it for three days, bro. Three days, okay. three days. I'm on day yep. three. It's awesome. Um, so, that, but that's just one. Like that's just one of the goals. Is like, like, so instead of just getting up and like immediately getting into social media, like have a moment. Yeah, you know, get your mind working. Wake up. Drink a glass of water. I'm, you know, I've kind of changed my my supplement routine around. So I, you know, get my supplements going and kind of get my day started. So changing that routine. I'm adding yoga into onto my rest days for recovery. Like I haven't done yoga in years, but my shoulders are hot trash right now. So I'm like, all right, well, maybe I need some, maybe this mobility thing's okay. Let me give it a shot, you know? <laughs> and what I found in, in this, you know, again, one session. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. But I did have to work out on Sunday. And I found myself, instead of leaving the workout and getting on my phone and posting the workout, and then shooting messages back and forth with people about how terrible the workout was. I had an hour of solitude. And that was pretty cool mm. from a mental standpoint. I'm like, all right, well, yeah. maybe, maybe I should add that in, you know? And then the third thing, and this won't necessarily is the last one, but it's probably the big one. It's just being more cognizant of the food I'm taking in. And I, and this I've been working on for a while. So it's just kind of a, an extension and I'm continually tweaking it. But now I'm kind of at the point where it's like, all right, I'm just going to eat real food, just real food, no protein bars, no snack bars, nothing that comes in a little package. Like 
needs to be chicken or beef, which is what I like, or salmon. Those are kind of the three meats I like. It's like one ingredient food. That's the best way to describe it. Mm -hmm. Potatoes, rice, broccoli, like, you know, you know what I mean? And, and getting my macros through those things. And I found like, honestly, in the last week, once I started prioritizing real food, getting my protein goal was really freaking easy. I was actually cutting protein out of my life by eating these 21 calorie protein bars, you know? Mm -hmm. So, you know, and, and then, you know, trying some new things like hop water, again, not sponsored, um, you know, just drinking more water and tea and, and, uh, not spending as many hours on TV, you know, yep. stuff like that. So, um, I don't know, like, you know, we'll see, but that's kind of my goal for October is like not make it about alcohol, just like create some new habits. It's the best mm. way to put it and see where it lands and whatever habits stick that I like, keep doing them. Yeah. Maybe some other habits. Cause I get jealous of guys like you. They're like, Oh, I read five books last week. And I'm like, I've read five books in 20, you know, 12, <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Yeah. I mean, I, I really like what you said there at the end. It's like, I think too many people, they go about creating habits. Um, they'll do like a complete life overhaul, um, which sounds like you are doing, you know, you're modifying a few things, but they'll do a complete life overhaul and then they get really angry and beat themselves up when it doesn't stick, which is kind of ridiculous. Like just habit science shows that most habits aren't going to stick, especially when you just kind of like do them all at once. But if you go in it to the mindset of like, or with the mindset of, all right, I'm, I'm going to try these five new things. And if one of them sticks and I keep it awesome. Right. And that's like the right mindset to have, especially if you're, you're doing multiple habits at once and you haven't identified a single one that you're like, I got to do this one. Then it's really, really good to just have an open mind and allow yourself to like, Hey, which one sticks? Like, which one do you actually look forward to doing? Because there's a lot of people that try to do these morning routines and it's just, it's, it's pure misery for them every morning, but I'm sure there's one thing you can do every morning that if you added it to your life, you'd actually feel compelled and want to do it more. Um, uh, and one of the best things you can do for from a habit stacking perspective is like, take something you already do every day and then just like find a way to build on top of that with the new habit that you're trying to build. Um, so like you wake up every morning and now rather than waking up and doing the, the coffee meme thing, now you're like, all right, I've woken up. Before I go downstairs, I'm going to stack X, Y, and Z on it. And and a lot of times that's a great way to make a habit stick. So hopefully hopefully a couple of them stick. And if some of them don't, obviously don't beat yourself up. A lot of people just think they're failures when they don't keep a habit. But I think the best way to develop habits is to try try a few of them. And then, yeah, a few of them are going to stick and you're going to really look forward to doing them. Yeah, I'm not worried so much about the failure of them other than just like, hey, you know, take this month and do something different. You know, like the whole, you know, wake up and shower and move around and, and do stuff, you know, without immediately making a pot of coffee and getting on social media. For me, it was designed to quit drinking so much coffee. Hmm. Like I just drink a ton of coffee if I'm bored, you know, right. like I do a lot of this stuff just out of pure boredom. And I found very quickly, you know, I've been doing that part for a week now. And I found very quickly that all of a sudden, like, I mean, I still got half a pot of coffee left at the end of the day that I never touched. Yeah. You know, drink half as much coffee as maybe I was before. 
good. You know, and again, I'm not trying to give up coffee necessarily, but I don't know, drinking a whole pot of coffee before I go to work just doesn't seem like the greatest strategy for rest at the end of the day, which I want to prioritize. Yeah. We're reducing anxiety. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's a lot of little stuff and, you know, I don't know. I also, you know, you know me, like I'm kind of always doing charitable giving and that sort of stuff. And my other mindset was like, you know, I feel like I should do something for sober. Like there's a lot of people out there that struggle with addiction or just stuff, you know, and mm-hmm. I have a pretty good life. Like I don't struggle with a lot of things. And like, maybe I can pitch in do something like be an example, you know, get people talking. Like, it doesn't mean I got to do this stuff for the rest of my life, but if I can make one or two changes and it works out, that's great. Sure. You know? Yep. And, you know, truthfully, it's taken my mind off some of this training stuff too, because I'm still just beating myself silly in the gym. So. So nothing you learned from CJ has stuck. (laughs) It's so funny you say that. So I was, uh, I went to the gym today and uh, I was talking to my coach and um, we were talking about the RX and I'm like, you know, I'm going to scale this workout. He's like, no, 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 no. You got to spite CJ. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> no rest days, no scaling on Monday after, after a hard Sunday. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm scaling today. And I scaled. I did. Hey, scale. Good for you. Yeah. CJ gave me hell about not taking Mondays off, but I'm not taking Mondays off. We have, you do you, good. man. Look, there's it. Uh, Lance is giving me shit in the comments saying, not sure you can do something sober related to the podcast called Kettlebells and Cocktails. I'll show you, Lance. It's now called Kettlebells and Mocktails. So there you go. <laughs> um, anyway, well, you know, look, we had a lot of debate back and forth about volume. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, so to the point of what you've been doing for the last month, like, if you were out walking these, you know, 10 to 18 miles a day and then just dropping a workout on the end of it, then yeah, your volume's too much. But like, I'm, you know, like today, for instance, I did overhead squats and then I did a seven minute workout. Like now it's a high intensity workout, but it's still like total amount of volume of work I did, including the overhead squats is less than 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. That's a skit. That's a, that's not a rest day, but it's also not a ton of volume. Sure. And if, you know, three or four of my days are that, and I'm tossing in these other two, like kind of hard, uh, you know, Saturdays and Sundays training for the gauntlet, I'm going to be all right. Yeah. Depending on like, I noticed that some, some CrossFit gyms, uh, that I've gone to in the past, like I could get away with doing every day of their programming because like they naturally have some days or some classes much to my chagrin that are like 45 minutes of warm up. Uh, like eight reps of something moderately heavy and then a four minute, you know, Metcon. And it's just like, the amount of volume you get done is like not very much. But if you're doing like full training days, like CJ programs, you know, in our wad prep uh, online training stuff, or you're following a more competitive track, or you have a gym that like that writes, I guess, like an hour's worth of exercise generally. Um, I would say it definitely could be too much, but again, it's all this huge box of, it depends, right? Like yeah, yeah. I, for, for some gyms, like, yeah, there's, there's some days where you're like, Ooh, that was, it wasn't designed to be a rest day necessarily, but it was certainly a low volume day for me. So it happens. Yeah. I don't look, I don't feel like I'm doing too much. And again, I, th- I think it does depend on the person, you know, well, you did just say that you're absolutely trashing yourself in the gym. So do you I feel am. banged up or no, I feel fine? I mean, I'm okay. still like kind of playing with this, you know, hand injury, which is not a lot of fun. 
Um, I was talking to one of my coaches about this over the weekend. Both of my coaches were together, by the way. It was also was funny. CJ said to me on the podcast that, you know, he thought coaches would get squirrely about me working out in two gyms. And I had both of my coaches from two different gyms in the same gym on Saturday doing a workout together. Oh my goodness. It was great. And, uh, Are they, did they fight over you? They did. They did. It was a good fight. It was just a fight. It was great. Um, <laughs> no, it was awesome. Um, no, I was telling them, but I was telling them, we're telling Jen, one of the coaches that, you know, I'm kind of fighting this hand tweak. It's not, I don't even call it an injury at this point. And my wrists have really been hurting mm-hmm. a lot uh, to the point where I actually put on wrist wraps today for the first time in like three years. Yeah. Um, and which I think is just from doing far more barbell work than I've done in the past, you know, but otherwise my mobility is getting way better. Like my squatting is great. Like my knees feel perfect. And I feel my cardio is through the roof. Like we were, we did this hour long workout on Sunday and I was rowing and I got shouted. We were in the middle of workout 30 minutes in and I shout over to Jen in the middle. Like I never thought I'd look forward to rowing. And I felt great just sitting there rowing in the middle of the workout. And I was rowing at a good pace. I wasn't like lollygagging it, you know? So there are a lot of good things coming from it where I'm certainly building capacity and, and, uh, you know, learning different things that I can and can't do. Um, but you know, there is some truth that you do an hour long workout that beat you up pretty good. And I'm learning how to recover from that. I'm learning that too, you know? So, you know, I joke around and say I'm beat up. I'm sore like most people, you know, but I think I'm okay for now. You know? It's going to keep working at it. Yeah, I mean that the one of the things is the 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 proof is in the pudding, right? You like you have to like if if you feel beat up and you're getting injured consistently, then yeah, there's a chance you're overtraining. If that's not happening and you feel pretty good and you feel energized and motivated to train and and you feel like you're able to put forth great efforts, then keep doing what you're doing until something tells you that you need to change. Well, what I don't tell CJ because we don't talk is like I took um, basically Thursday, Friday off last week because I was exhausted. I'm like, I need a mental rest day. And the second day, I'm like, I had a lot of work going on. I'm like, I'm not going to feel bad about missing a day. I'll just go hard Saturday, Sunday. And that's what I did. You know, so it's fine. It is fine. And now Lance is in the comments over here because he goes to my gym and now he's got me all worried about tomorrow's workout and damn it. Now I'm not going to sleep tonight. So thanks Lance. It's great. Tomorrow looks terrible. I don't, I already don't like this. I'm going to call in sick. (laughs) Hey, scale and bail. It's part of the podcast. So bail. Well, I have Wednesday's a rest day for me this week. I'm going to Cincinnati to see my baby girl. Today's her birthday. Happy birthday, Meg. I love you, baby. And Happy um, birthday, Meg. I'm going to go down and see her and spend the weekend in Cincinnati, and we'll hit some gyms, do some drop-ins, and we'll work out with the University of Cincinnati Functional Fitness Group, which will be Find fun. some autographs, kiss yeah. some babies. No, 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 no. These are 19-year-olds, Ben. They're going to smoke Find me in the gym. Um, babies. It'll be fun. And, uh, you know, I get to see the city a little bit and uh, hang out with my kid. So that's that's my plan. But in between then, if anyone wants it, put it back on the screen one more time. The new wide prep course, How to Spend Four Weeks Killing Nothing But Time by (laughs) Ben Jawalski, is now for sale at wideprep.com. 
We're going to so, do a special bonus. Uh, you get a live webinar where I walk you through how I missed my shot step by step. I want credit, Ben, for how fast I, I literally put that meme together two minutes before we got on the air. Oh, it, it looks okay. like one of your courses. I'm so proud of myself. You you crushed it. I'm yes, you you got me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. Well, uh, I, I'm glad you're back safe. Sorry you uh, didn't harvest anything, but learned a lot. And yeah, it's all again. It's all about the goal. So that's the goal. Yeah, got the apps back. Body body by elk season. <laughs> That'll be a special bonus that I throw into P30 30 days in the woods. We yeah. call it. <laughs> elk 30x or p30 elks how about that P30 <laughs> there you go there you go took me a minute to work it out the like ultimate that. bow hiking master class yes how to spend 30 days walking with a bow around the woods i love it hey before we uh leave a couple things we talked about third z so if you may want some third z and get better sleep go to thirdz.com use our code scales s-c-a-l-e-z-z-z you'll save 20 percent Stuff's great. Uh, what else do we need to, anything else we need to pitch before we run? Well, I don't think so. I think we are, um, yeah, I'm excited to get back onto the podcast train, get all caught up with work. I'm still just easing back into society. Um, but I'm excited to get back after it. And obviously if anyone has any has any questions, topics that they'd like for us to riff on? Um, we'll we'll bring some to the table, but we're always interested in hearing from um, from you guys. Just message us on Instagram. I think that's the key. Yeah, love it. Where somebody just asked, well, I'm gonna answer one question here because it hit the comments. Where's John from? I'm from currently in Cleveland, Ohio, but I'm originally from Tupelo, Mississippi. I'm a hillbilly at heart. So you can tell with his, the way his accent is. I don't even really have an accent right now, Ben, but if you had another Southerner in the show, it would come out very quickly. <laughs> well, I can do, I can do Southern accents, man. I can do North Carolina. I can do some Alabama. That's not bad. That's a pretty close Alabama accent. I don't know how close it is to North Carolina, but it's pretty yeah, close. North Carolina, they kind of got like this little bit of a squeaky high pitched accent. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not even the South. It's North Carolina. They're basically, they're <laughs> oh my God. Someone's going to kill you. Yeah. All right. Good. Well, if you do like the podcast, you like the ramblings, you like the lesson of um, the only way that you can guarantee failure is by giving up. Uh, give us a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform. Uh, leave a review, leave some comments. Uh, we love to hear it. If there's any feedback, any negative feedback, obviously don't leave a review. Instead, message us directly and we'll fix it. Um, and uh, if you want to get all the courses that I actually sell, um, you know, the courses that have to do with CrossFit, not how to sp spend 30 days in the woods and kill nothing but time. I have a tree. <laughs> uh, go to wadprep.com slash courses. I'd love to, love to help you improve your, uh, your skills. There you go. All right. Well, everyone, thanks for listening. Appreciate you guys joining. We will catch up with you guys next week. We'll talk to you soon. Peace.